Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit ldgelectronics.com. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, 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 look who it is. Good to be with you again. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. One of the big ham fests just happened. And I've not been down to Orlando, apart from Disney. I've not been to um, any ham fest really outside of Missouri, Dayton, um, and across to, to Illinois is where Winterfest is. But Winterfest is technically the St. Louis and Suburban Radio Club um, ham fest. And that was really good this year. Um, back in January, uh, forums were added. Uh, they had a, a dinner on the Friday night. Uh, longer hours on the fest, which is good. It had always been like a seven or eight in the morning to one in the afternoon. And, you know, you can kind of putt through these things and be done around 10. They had a lot more forms and that sort of thing. I want to bring back our friends, Steve W7UDI and Ian W1JIW. The big news, well, I wouldn't say, I think Quartz Fest was maybe the debut of the IC705. I always want to say 705 because as a broadcaster, you, uh, you're you taught specifically an O is a letter, zero is the number. But anyway, it's ham radio, so I'm just I'm trying harder. The 705, the portable QRP rig, is being paraded around the country now, and I'm hearing rumors. Now, this is the one that can get you 10 watts. You like to go out portable. You like to go out on the summits. This one looks like it has everything in the box. I should say ICOM is a sponsor. I should also say ICOM does not give me uh, my radios and my gear. I've paid for all of the ICOM equipment that I use. ICOM is a sponsor because I use ICOM. I should probably say that. All this said, fellas, I don't think that I'll be buying the IC705. And I... um, and I'm going to tell you why. A little insider, and it's not coming out of ICOM headquarters. Very hush-hush. Um, because most of the news would be coming out of Japan. And uh, so I'm hearing that the price of this rig 
is going to be $1,350, $1,350. This is the rumored retail price. And for me, I think I'm going to wait a while. I think I'm going to wait and see what happens. Uh, let's go to Steve out in Washington State. Let's see uh, what he's thinking about. And you should probably say the, the beautiful radios you have behind you belong to a different manufacturer. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and hi, everyone. This is Steve, W7UDI. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I, I think it's going to come down a little bit more. The suggested retail being at uh, 1350 I think once it's going to hit the street, uh, 1198 is my guess. So we'll, uh, we'll take it to the bank there, but we'll see how it goes. It looks like a great little radio. I just uh, saw a review on it and... Um, Screen size looks uh, the same as a 7300. It's an all-mode radio. It covers uh, uh, HF all the way up to uh, VHF, UHF, uh, all modes, plus D-Star. So I think it's going to be a great little radio for the soda guys, the backpackers, and things like that. Like you, I'm not really going <laughs> to be picking one up. Uh, uh, usually, if I'm going to go to a mountaintop, I'm going to drive to it, so I'll bring a, a bigger radio. So... Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a great addition to the ICOM lineup. Uh, and uh, they even got a backpack that's designed for it. So uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting uh, addition to the lineup that ICOM has. It's a sexy radio. I got to say it's sexy. The backpack is a nice touch there. And I know, Ian, uh, you have the KX3 or the KX2. I get this line. I got a thing with numbers and letters sometimes. But... Uh, I see it looks like they're going right for uh, the revenue stream of that radio. You want to talk about those for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I do have the KX2, and this is Ian, W1JIW. Um, I do have the KX2, and I fit it into this little, tiny, beautiful package I can carry around with me. And I've got ICOM 51 Alpha. That's what I'll use that for UHF, VHF, and D-Star. Um, and that's what I've I've done summits before. I haven't had much luck, but you know, I have done it with that KX2, and it's great. And it's twelve watts, and it's seven hundred dollars. What I paid for that radio, brand new. And I have a seventy three hundred that I use as my base station, and I will put the receive of my KX2 against the seventy three hundred all day long. I bet you the KX2 has a better receive. Not saying that this seven oh five isn't a great little radio but for the price and the screen that size you know what i'd do i would drop it on to hard rocks and i'd break that size screen and i'd cry all the way home interesting that's interesting and you probably have some summits where you are i'm thinking i've got to go very far south of course uh, steve's got beautiful mountains and big stuff all over and it's a it's an interesting point for me i um I really enjoy my watts, man. I, I mean, it's the name of the show, but I, I love having 100 watts. And I will carry, I would probably take that money and buy a 7300 and carry a little more weight up the hill, you know, or like Steve, drive up there. I love my 7300. If I was driving, I'd, I'd take my 857 Delta if I really wanted 100 watts. But you'd be amazed on what 12 watts can do. I mean, the KX2 originally is 10 watts, but 12 watts. I was down a camp in Harpswell. I threw a line up on a pole, and, of course, I put the counterpose into the, into the salt water. But I worked uh, 
South Carolina, Virginia, a no number of the uh, uh, Independence Weekend, the 4th of July, I'm drawing a blank on the contest name, on 12 watts with that, busting over the pileups. It was great, but, you know, the QRP is, is an amazing way to operate, but it can be frustrating, too, so it's not for everybody. Yeah, you're probably talking about 13 colonies. Yes. Yeah, I dig that one, too, over the... Uh, I, I visit my mother. She lives in Delaware. In the first city in the first state, Lewis, L-E-W-E-S, uh, is the town she lives in. And being there over the 4th of July one year and working from the backyard, all the states trying to get up the East Coast, that's cool, 13 colonies. So I think um, it's unanimous here. I think you're going to hear a lot of of the ham radio media uh, fawning over this rig. And, and I think we all agree it's a beautiful rig, super sexy, the bag is great. Uh, 10 watts or 5 watts, depending on the battery that you decide to take out with you. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm going to hold. Uh, frankly, you know, I'm going to need that money in my pocket. The coronavirus is just around the corner, and I got to buy masks that cost about $1,500 uh, for a six pack. So uh, I'll, sell you, I'll sell you a box for $750. <laughs> Uh, I would go, we'll wrap this up too here in just a second, but I, I would I would like to see the price of that radio be about 850 bucks. Now, 850 bucks for me, I'm like, oh man, and when can I go out and how am I going to do this? What, you know, but at 1350, it, it's not extortion now, but it's it's something that's got me easily saying, I think I'll wait a little bit. I'll just wait a little longer and uh, see how it rolls out. See see how the well, updates go. Look at what the 7300 did. So it came out about $1,500 when the 7300 mm -hmm. got introduced, somewhere around there. Look at it, what so. it's doing now. Yeah. So I suspect if, uh, if the 705 uh, gets popular, like the 7300, uh, it will probably down the road, you know, in a couple of years. And after a couple of updates in the firmware, uh, it will uh, it'll be down in the eight high eights, low nines, and it'll become tolerable to a lot of people. I think it will be a big win for the QRP community. Um, they're going to love it. I, I, If I was a betting man, I would suggest, pretty much guess that the receiver in that radio is going to be similar if and maybe a little bit better than the, the 7300 so um you're going to get a great radio icom's going to drop uh, you know a fantastic radio and it's going to turn the qrp uh community upside down and uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out but it's kind of fun to sit back i'm a yesu guy as you know, everything behind me is uh, yesu um it's it is awesome what ICOM's doing and uh, and pushing the other manufacturers. And uh, it's a great time to be a ham radio operator because we've got some excellent equipment that's being introduced and brought online uh, year after year after year. For sure. We've got some more topics to talk about. The ARRL is asking for our input. We'll get to that next. In a land where we're all 20 over, this is 100 watts and a wire. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band, 
and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Back to Net Control with Christian K0STH. Welcome back. It's Christian Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel coming to you from the heartland, and you're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. Uh, joined by the fellows here, uh, Steve W7UDI, Ian W1JIW, talking about portable operations. It ties in well with MCOM. Uh, that 705, I mean, that could be a potential because it does so many modes. It does D-Star, it's doing VHF, UHF, HF, low power. You know, I need to get my head around the BNC, what we do for an antenna for that thing, because it's got a connection. I think it's a BNC antenna type thing. I I, I don't know how that works. It's just me not knowing enough. But um, we'll see. I think it's an interesting radio. And when new radios come, I got to say, right before the break, uh, Steve said it's, it's it's a great time, you know, basically to be a ham radio operator. But ICOM has dropped something new every year. They've gone, I mean, 7,300, 7,610, 9,700. Now we got the 705. So they are leading the charge. I really wish your company, now Yesu, another great Japanese company with great radios. Your radio is crazy great. Um, I wish that they would... Um, Push and Kenwood. Kenwood. I'd love to see Kenwood. I know they dropped that big-ass radio, but that was like, who could buy it? I couldn't buy that radio. We saw it at Dayton um, in maybe 18. Was it the 970, that real big Kenwood? Uh, I mean, the 990. Beautiful. Beautiful. I can't buy that. I got kids, you know, but I'd love to see them push. They dropped the bigger radio before that, ICOM with the uh, 7800, and then now the 7851. Right. And so... Um, Yesu had their uh, 9000, which was their big radio, but ICOM came or Kenwood uh, came in and went to go match, you know, size for size the uh, 990 with the uh, with the 7800 series radios. Mm -hmm. Well, the ARRL is, um, well, we've been talking about them for a couple weeks now with the CEO. Uh, not being voted back in and now they're opening it back up to their members and uh it's uh safe to say that i'm a year-to-year member i get on the fence i've had my my um not issues with the league but i've been frustrated with the league and then every year i'm like i don't know but i feel like if i'm going to talk about them in this forum then i should be a member to you know and also uh steve is a lifetime member steve's been a ham for over 40 years and Ian, uh, Ian will be the first to tell you, I am not a member. He is not a member. We can talk about that a little bit. Steve, what do they want to know? What are they asking us now? What's on the table that they need our help with? Well, the, the um, ARRL, uh, the executive board or the board of directors, uh, had a uh, an HF band planning committee that was uh, created. So they're kind of... I think their original goal was to tackle the uh, digital mode. So 
that kind of came out with a proposal, and they're asking for input. They're ask and what's what's unique about this, and is they're now asking input from non-members. Anybody can comment on it. The only problem is is that we got a really short time frame. They uh, they want comments by February nineteenth. Uh, before and I think what they're doing is just trying to get a proposal together and submit to the FCC to to make some changes. So in a nutshell, they're trying to accommodate the um, the couple of different narrow band uh, digital modes and uh, and the wideband. And what narrow band digital mode is something that says 500 hertz bandwidth or less. Wideband is uh, 2.8 or 3 kilohertz or less. And then now they're tackling that this is the one that's going to be the, the hot topic is going to be ACDS. So that's automatic uh, control digital station. I think that's what it stands for. So basically uh, it's the wing, wind link group. So, uh, so that's been a big contention. So they're looking at taking the 50 kilohertz or so, 45, depending on which band it is, um, top end of the CW segment and allocating, you know, and putting in this wideband data and uh, AC, oh, uh, ACDS. Um, the other thing that they're going after is in this proposal is to take the bottom 50 kilohertz from 3600 to 3650 in the 75 meter band, which currently right now is... Uh, segmented for sideband or voice uh, modes they want to take it back to where it was originally back into the cw subband and uh, but in this case use it for this wideband digital so they uh, they're looking for input uh just go to the arrl website and get it and uh click on the the links there is a draft band plan that kind of talks about it there's a uh, a a report from the band committee and uh, why they're doing this. The other thing that they're tackling is um, adding HF privileges for technicians. And they're looking at uh, adding HF voice privileges uh, for 80, 40, 15. It doesn't look like any changes on the currently on 10. The kicker on that part is you're only limited to 200 watts. I had a hard time wrapping my brain around this, giving technicians more HF privileges because um, I was kind of thinking it from the testing standpoint. They, you know, probably have, you know, the next go around on tests to add some questions in there. Where's your, you know, band segment ends and, and things like that. We had a smackdown the other night, the three of us, uh, WWE style. Ian convinced me. He, he is like, let's give these guys a taste of HF, and I'm all for it. So uh, <laughs> I was kind of on the fence, leaning more off the fence on the side saying no. That was kind of the my instinct at first, but the more I thought about it, the, the uh, Ian was right. And uh, I, th I think it's a great idea. So, But if you have other comments, concerns, or whatever, here's your opportunity, whether you're a member or not. Go comment to the ARRL and uh, tell them what you think. And uh, even if it gets to the proposal, you can't make it by the 19th. They'll, if it does go to the FCC and becomes a rulemaking, 
you'll have plenty of opportunity to make your comments there. So we have about a minute and a half, and I want to give Ian plenty of time to talk on both subjects. So we'll come back. We'll get you started here for about a minute and a half, and we'll roll back into the uh, next segment and finish up with that. Let's start with the band allocations first, and then we'll get into the band privileges. What are your thoughts on the allocations? As far as the allocations go, if, if it helps clean up the band some, I guess I'm all for it. If it kind of sets people, it gives them their own segment, I'm kind of for it. Only part that I would miss some, which Steve, you can, you can probably answer this better for me. I believe down on 75, down towards that lower end of the band, that's where a lot of the uh, DX stations hang out. Um, I know I've heard a lot of DX below where our edge edge of the band is. I believe that the other countries have different allocation. Is, is that correct? Yeah, uh, probably re- the different IRU regions will have yep. uh, different voice allocations. Well, we have that in um, in uh, 40 meters. So yep. usually if a DX station is operating within their pr- uh, privileges, they'll transmit, uh, which would be our – they'll transmit voice, which would be in our CW portion, but they'll listen up in our por- uh, in our voice portion of it. So they'll, they'll, they'll operate split. Okay. I guess I'm being just being selfish. I, I hate to lose that DX that I can reach. Right on. Well, let's take a break here. We'll come back and uh, we'll give you the full time to get into some of the reasons why. I'm curious to see why uh, being or not being a member is, uh, you know, something you can teach us about. And we'll also get into these band privileges as a technician getting on HF. And I'll share a little bit of a story about uh, my goals. You always hear about what are your what are your goals as an amateur radio operator? We'll come back and talk more about this and other things next. Sweeping the spectrum. This is 100 watts and a wire. LDG is proud to introduce a full line of HF wire antenna kits using LDG's popular Balins and Unins. The wire antennas cover most of 80 through 10 meters and handle power levels up to 200 watts PEP. The wire antenna kits include a G5RV, a 40 meter loop, a 40 meter dipole, an off center fed Wyndham and an N-fed long wire package. Each package contains stranded hard-drawn copper wire and insulators. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing advanced quality products to the amateur market. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. LDG Electronics. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 watts and a wire. All right, welcome back. Before that, we left, and uh, we've come back now to talk about the ARRL. They want to talk about putting some HF privileges toward the technician class license. And for me, I think at the time, I was really overwhelmed with what I wanted to do. It all seemed like it was so much. I had an HT. Having D-Star with it seemed to be something I could get out beyond my five-mile limit of the rubber ducky antenna. I really didn't know much, but I kept being prodded, get your get your general, get your general, because you get your general, you get on HF. I can't even tell you I really understood what HF was at the time, but when, after I learned about it, uh, I wasn't a technician for very long. I, well, maybe I was for a bit, but when I, I had the understanding of the magic of HF, I wanted to get my general class license and I wanted it now. So 
I understand where maybe from a business standpoint, adding more privileges to the technician license may encourage more members, may do this or that. Um, you're also not a member, but you are uh, an extra class license operator. So let's go back to your your thoughts, um, Ian, about uh, HF privileges for the new folks. Yeah, I, I, you know, we were talking amongst ourselves the other night. There, Steve was saying, and you know, I punched him through the internet and made him made him wake up. But the the the, I believe I, I see a bunch of guys in the area that have the technician license and they don't make that additional step. You have some HF privileges on 10 meters now, uh, the technicians do, but let's be honest, 10 meters in this sun cycle, it's horrible. I don't even tune up my antenna for it um, because why bother? It's, it's a waste of time with this sunspot cycle. So my thought was when Steve brought it up that the ARRL wants comments, is it's a great thing. Give them some privileges at the far end of, of 20 and 40. Give them a taste. Let them get on there. Let them experience it. Let them get on and want to be able to reach that big DX station down on 7180. Um, but if they can't, that's going to push them to get their general license. I just, I just think it's a great thing. Um, me, personally, I never keyed up as a technician. Um, within a week, I became a general, and uh, I first time I keyed down as a general. I'll be honest, I, I keyed up on seven point one seven zero and immediately turned red in the face because they told me I was in the extra portion. So I don't think now the getting the technician license, even the general, in a lot of ways, even. I don't believe the test prepares you for actually operating the radio and know what you're going to run into on the air. It's good in theory on a lot of stuff. Um, so I can see what Steve was saying about them not learning enough in the technician to operate on HF. Um, but maybe they can add some questions, add a few questions to the test, or take some of the useless ones out, throw them away, put, put some new questions in there so they can learn a little bit more about HF before they get on. But I believe it's, you know, you're throwing a dog a bone here. And uh, I think it will help uh, get folks uh, over to general, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's the big problem here is that there are a lot of technicians licensed, but they're not making the move. I would like to see them maybe have some HF privileges. It's not going to sit well with a lot of folks. Uh, but maybe they'll build an antenna. Maybe they'll build that 20-meter antenna, and they'll make it extra long, and they'll get out in the field, and they'll learn how to tune it for the band space that they're given. You know, maybe there's something there. Um, you know, HF became a magic thing. I still can't. I still can't mess around and have a digital mistress. A little bit of D-Star. It's like, you know, eye candy. I'm like, oh, sexy. But nothing sexier than making a contact across the country on 160 and having a tree limb crash down your whole thing and having to rebuild it. There's just something about HF for me. But it depends on what's your goals. What's your goal? You know, people say, what are your goals? Digital is going to help people get into the hobby. Um, it also goes into the 200-watt thing, and I want to get back to Steve and Ian's got a great idea for getting members into the league. We may not even have time to get to that this this week. 
But uh, the 200 watt thing can help, I think, keep people who don't really know much kind of help keep them from getting themselves in a lot of trouble. Now, I know there'll be people out there and say, yeah, 200 watts will zap you to, you cause a lot of problems with 200 watts. But Steve, let's talk a little bit about uh, your your final thoughts on this. We got, we got some time still, but, you know, the 200 watts, maybe building your own antenna, having a little bit of privileges and a little bit of, bit more in that technician bam. What are your thoughts now that we've... Uh, one around well, I a think bit. the 200 watts is uh, kind of left over from the novice days. So uh, they, they were uh, all novices were limited. Uh, 150 keeps coming into my head, uh, but uh, 200 watts is a is a good limit. It uh, covers pretty much all the current uh, radios that are on the market. So if someone gets a uh, TS 480, there's a 200 watt version of it. They can operate it at full power, and they uh, will be legal. And I think that's uh, that's a great idea, yeah, especially when you're kind of getting your feet wet into the into the HF bands. It's, uh, it's keeping the power down because once you start running high power, you start running into other other issues. We all know that, but uh, I think it's a it's a good a good plan. I, I there there are going to be a lot of people that are going to have diaper rash, and that's older guys that because it oh no you know this and that and everything but you know what i went through the no code era when they when the no coders uh was uh, brought on board and they was the doom and gloom and this was going to be the end of ham radio and it it didn't it's not this is not going to kill ham radio it's just gonna gonna enhance it and in maybe in the end i i think uh awr was pushing for this because they want to increase membership yeah what we have, uh, oh man, I'm tempted to get Ian going on this. It's such a great idea. We just don't have enough time. What are your thoughts on what uh, what Steve just said, Ian? Yeah, I I, I agree. You, you have some older folks that have diaper rash, but and you're talking about the no coders. Well, I am one. I I would not be in this today um, if they didn't take the code away. I tried it years ago when I was 13 years old, and I couldn't get five words a minute back then. I I'm not musically inclined to do it. And the other thing about the 200 watts, Steve, if they use Grandpa's TR4C, they don't have to worry about that they're going to go over the 200 watt limit. They, you know, they might be pushing 130 out of it, not even know it. Um, the, you know, the meters on them are horrible. So maybe that's why they're going with the 200 watts, too. There's so many things about what we're saying here. And one of it, one of my Elmers, my early Elmers, you know, I probably said something off the cuff about, you know, why would somebody want to do that? And his answer was, you know, to each their own. You know, if you if you want to explore digital modes, if you want to do DMR, if you want to do uh, what is it, the, the the photo uplink, the uh, you know, if you want to work satellites, if you you know, there's so much that you can get into that we just got to let people do and find what they want to. We know the league's got their issues with membership, and it's kind of their business to try to entice these technicians, who they're far more. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're far more. And I got a rap. I'm ringing the bell myself. Um, they're far more technicians that are not moving over. than uh, They're what raise our licensing rate to be so high, but they're not moving to HF. Maybe it's good. We're open to uh, your comments as well. Visit 100wattsandawire.com to drop us a line. Got to head out for now. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Thank you guys for being with me again. Uh, It's Christian, and we'll meet again. And uh, 
by all means, do whatever you can to stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.